It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to one-on-one on St. Patrick's Day. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, you guys know the deal. You can hit us 4-2-4-6-4-5-6-8-5. I'm pretty sure our guests will have tons of things for you to speak on because uh, that's kind of what we do. Um, we'll be at Buffalo Wings and Rings 68th and 0 uh, all day today and tomorrow. Live shows from 11 to 6 both days. Uh, Sixty-four. The first 64 people in the door. Uh, get the ping pong balls, and those are ones that if the, you if your team makes the final four, you win uh, some pretty cool pri- prize packages that we've put together. Um, so those are good. The, the raffle tickets for all of the contests that we'll be giving away at the top of every hour live at, Bo- at Buffalo Wings and Rings. Again, you don't have to purchase anything. You just have to show up, and we will take care of you uh, while we do this. Wings, beer, basketball, sports talk, you know, pretty good way uh, to spend St. Patrick's Day. So uh, we can do that. And then, of course, just remember, it is St. Patrick's Day. So uh, there'll be a crossing of streams and personality types. Uh, just prepare yourself. Uh, we kind of know what this thing is going to be walking into it. So there's that. Uh, I, I I found one of the songs that I was talking about before we bring Barry in. I did one of the songs we was talking about. Um, and it's it's Natalie McMaster, and the song is Grandma. And Rico and I have just jammed out to it. Just, oh, oh. We are having way too much fun over here. <laughs> yeah, so the, the CD, the complete compilation is called Fits of Passion. And it was uh, put together by Starbucks back in the day, way back. Um, and it's high-spirited Celtic music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go find it. If there was a chair dancing Final Four, me and DP would be in the finals. Oh, we yeah, would be we, in the championship game. We, we'd have locked it up. We'd have locked it up just just from that. We'd be so, two one seeds playing for the championship. Serious business. There's no joke to that. It, it, it is an absolute jam. So Barry, Barry would be the other one seed. But, oh, there's no there's no question. But I take him down. There's no. I take him down in the final four. I'm sorry, Barry. Barry. Oh, Barry's Barry's got game. No, just look. Barry's chair got dance game. championships. I'm sorry. Barry's got game. So I take no prisoners. All right. Well, let's bring him in. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain, big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Again, we're 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 in a, we're in absolutely one hundred percent on fiddles today. Fiddles, that's great, all the way. 
<laughs> Listen, we we got to start with since it's St. Patty's Day, we have to start with the Irish toast. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. Slante. See, see, Barry's got us. He's Beautiful. got us. He's got us. He's got us covered. That's the thing about Barry. He's very eclectic. He's always there for the moment. Um, we're looking forward to so a little bit of everything. What's, what's your Saint? Do you have St. Patrick's Day music that that makes you move a little more than others? Uh, I don't know. We have a couple St. Patrick's Day around kind of traditions in my family. Uh, the one is uh, I think I mentioned before. Uh, the cousins to the leprechauns and, and that leprechaun cler- uh, lore is called the clericons. Mm-hmm. And what we did with the kids for a long time, the clericons were kind of uh, ornery, devil, devilish. And they would, uh, the lore had it that they would overdrink this uh, kind of thing called poteen. And once they were kind of poteened up, uh, they would head out in the countryside and just kind of create a shambles out of everything, let animals out of the pen, throw hay out of the barn just rearrange different stuff. So with our kids, when they were little, I used to go down to Party City and get these little poteen mugs and, and little um, things, and we would just kind of rearrange things, and that was good for as long as they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and then on um, St. Patrick's Day, you know, obviously a little bit of food, which we'll talk about at the end. And then um, uh, this St. Patty's Day, happens to be when the tournament starts. And so my son and I have a tradition of, of getting together on the uh, first day, the big day of uh, the tournament, and sitting down and having a little hamburger and something to, you know, soda pop and some fries. It's just a little thing that we've always done. And uh, we weren't able to get together today, but I was talking to him on the phone uh, right before we got on, and uh, we're going to hook up tomorrow. So that's St. Patty's Day for me. Uh Little little Clericon, uh, uh this year, a little bit of basketball game with my son. And um, I don't know, there may be a stout or two in there. <laughs> They've, uh... That Patty Murphy died is a night I'll never forget. Some of the boys got loaded drunk, <laughs> and they ain't been sober yet. Hey. As long as a bottle was passed around, yeah. everyone was feeling gay. Yes, they were. Hit it. Yeah. Oh. Good for the spirit. Good for the spirit. Good for the soul. You know, to, to be able to do that. So, first of all, how how is young Miles, sir? Miles is doing great. They just got back from, from Puerto Rico. The like I said, there's a he when he stopped, he formed a company called New College Entertainment, and so there's about six or seven guys underneath that group. And so they went to Puerto Rico specifically to kind of document the trip and produce some music. They had written a lot of stuff and they're putting it together. The trip was a success. They're back now and they're putting all that stuff together and they're going to release something soon. So he's doing well. Um, he's doing real well, and I look forward to having our hamburger tomorrow. It, it's it's that special day. Um, when you think of March Madness, Barry, which which what game pops into your head as the kind of standard for March Madness, and why this thing matters so much? 
it's way back. There's a couple, but it goes the first one, as soon as you say it, I'm trying to what pops into my mind. Right. Old school, um, Richmond as a 16th seed. Who they upset? Syracuse. Uh, you, yeah, that one. Um, John Thompson mm-hmm. and the uh, Freddie Brown thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just finished uh, re- listening to John Thompson's story. I came as a shadow. Uh, the book that he wrote, yep. and it was actually released just a little bit before he died, about two weeks before he died. Uh, so that game stands out. Um, Butler, what they did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you have all the you know shiny moment stuff, uh, you know, whatever you want to put on a reel. So those I, are the ones for me. Chris Webber, timeout. Yeah. Just yeah, you went – well, Jordan's jumper. Jordan's this year. Jordan's like jumper. Internet joke was if he's going to be mad at anybody, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Jordan's so jumper. Ones, I gave about four, five. Yeah, those are those are the ones for me. Jordan's jumper against Georgetown. One yeah. because of the poster, right? We remember the poster yeah. of him hitting yeah. the jumper. Um, ESPN did a thing a few years ago, and they talk about the games that created March Madness, and one that people forget was Georgetown versus Princeton. That's right. John Thompson, uh, JT3 beat him. Right? Where, where, yes. Yeah, where, where Princeton gave him the business, right? They they kind of right. hung out for a while. And I believe, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. That's when Pete Carrillo's still coaching. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Where yes, it yes, was yes. 50-49 or something along those lines. Right. Like a one-point game, and everybody said, well, that may have been when March Madness really kind of took off. Um, was talking to guys in, in, yesterday, and they were asking about my favorite plays in the tournament. And mm. what I remember are shots, right? Mm. Certain shots, and I like the Bryce Drew shot. Yeah, where they ran the hook and ladder kind of deal, right? As soon as you say it, you know, I can see the pictures on the right side of the floor. He's going. As we're looking at the screen, he's going from right to left, right in front of the right in front of his bench, right? Yeah. 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 It's through all of that, then it's it's NC State and Jim Belvano. That was a heck of a run. Uh but you know what? You know, the shot just locally, right? To really get into it. There's two local runs that remember Reggie and the Miracle, the Georgetown team? Yeah. Reggie wins and that. I remember this. This is just a local DMV story. I story. Uh, I remember being out. Uh, there was a place up on Seminary Road. DP probably knows these places. There's a Hyatt, and these three places you kind of go. And I remember being so caught up in that game that even though everybody's out, you know, dancing, partying, that they were stopping, and there was just crowds going to the one or two TV things that were on and watching that. And then the George Mason run. I mean, now I'm cutting a small circle, right, where they ran it. And uh, this in our little area here, um, there was there was no place you could go out to that there wasn't a line. Like all, the whole Fairfax City and surrounding areas just dumped out. And every night that they were playing, it was uh, that was that was that was the deal. Well, right? VCU's I mean, run to the Final Four took it over. Like we've. I, I, Fortunately, we've been lucky being in the DMV because you get Georgetown, mm-hmm. you get Maryland, you get Virginia's mm-hmm. run, you get George Mason's run, VCU's run. 
Um, you're getting the you know Richmond's upsets, so you got a little bit. Uh, you, you know, uh, Coppin State, UMBC. Yeah, and we uh, have four in this year, by the way, in the Commonwealth. So just hey, I'm look. I'm wearing I'm green. Saying. I'm wearing green. I'm wearing green today for the Spartans of Norfolk State. Like I've I've, 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 I've said that. Uh, I'm, I'm claiming it uh, out loud. Um, I, I want to get your perspective on a thing that happens here. And I'm trying to wrap my brain around how it's possible. How is it possible that this thing exists? That Nebraska has never won an NCAA tournament game. Well, you know what? Before you got on the air, I was still trying to figure out who, who was doing the calculations before the tournament started and said they could come up with 21 wins this season. Who, who did that calculation? Oh. Do you remember it was a few shows before the tournament started? Yeah. Before the Big Ten. Yep. They were like, hey, if they get on the run. <laughs> yep. I don't know, DP. I, you know, it, it's funny looking at this iteration of them. And, um, you know, I know there's some local stories going on with the coach getting renewed. And, you know, and it's always in this day and age, you know, whether you're going to get guys back or not. I just think that if they get this group back, they seem to have an understanding, a better understanding of how to play together toward the end. Um, that, that they should get their first. Um, but never in history. How is it possible never in the history of this program? Are they not able I, to get folks here and well enough? I mean, think about it. Like Longwood, yeah. Longwood's going to the tournament, right? And they're going to, you know, yeah. they, they may not win, but they're getting there. Um, yeah. yeah. With all the teams well, that have upsets, it, I, how? I, look, I mean, to be fair with it, so I think just from an outsider's viewpoint, we know back in the day there were football schools and there were basketball schools. Yeah. And then only, you know, within the last decade or so, was there an attempt for, quote, football school to become a basketball. I think Texas is one of the forerunners of that, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame always kind of had it going, kind of. You know, when Digger was there and mm-hmm. Holtz, and, you know, they kind of had that thing going. But it right. just seemed that these schools would only shift resources one way or the other. So I, in Nebraska's defense, with who's there now, it seems like they're delivering the resources to a basketball program that would be capable of, you know, getting to the tournament and getting a run. So the, the seeds are there. And it's just a matter of whether they sustain. I think that that streak will end sometime soon. Let, let, right. Let's hope, because I'm not sure that I could, uh, yeah. <laughs> could go through more of what we're gone through. Um, it, it it's <laughs> it's spring train. It's spring break, so the football players have gone to their various ports of recreation and recharge. But mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you how important it is. Like we've talked about Casey Thompson, we know. Mm-hmm. kind of who he is and what he brings to the table. We've talked about some of the receivers. But what do I – I mean, look, can this team, can this program succeed at the level that it feels it's, it, it needs to if the line doesn't step up? Like what 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 would be the key to turning around and creating an offensive line that was successful as a standard? What What things do you have to do to make your line – play, grow at a high standard? Well, <laughs> that's a great question. It, it, 
if you can, if there's a physical weakness there, a physical weakness mm-hmm. that can be fixed, fix it. That you, but good players always make you a better coach. There's yep. just no question about that. Yeah. But if if weaknesses remain or and or that can't be done, then there has to be a heavy concentration on what do these group of five or seven or eight, what do they do well? What Or what do they do best? And then get them to do that as well as they can. You know, if it's a limited skill thing, then you, you're going to only hurt everything if you're asking players to do things that they're not capable of doing. And um, so if the line is weak, fine, can you fix something via recruiting? If you can't, then let's really understand what what it is that this group can do. Not everybody are good at gaps game blocking. Not everybody's good at zone blocking. Not everybody's, you know, they're just not, they're not. And so what is it they do well? Let's keep them within that wheelhouse. Let's make rules simple for them and as consistent as possible, right? And it may hurt you in some other areas, but that ability that you can get a group to know what they're seeing, know how to communicate and know how to react to what they're doing is just, it's key in any position group, really. Is is it the lost art of moving large humans at its base, at its base level? <laughs> I don't know if any O-line coaches doesn't talk about leverage, right? We, we define leverage as you know, helmet under helmet, pad under pad, hands, hands, eyes, and feet. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's that's leverage. It's simple. I don't know what what offensive lineman out there, or coach doesn't do it. Start there. So, yeah, it's got a large human. But you know, let's say you can't move somebody. Right, you're sitting down and you're analyzing everything. Hey, there are going to be some people we can't move. So, what is it with this group that we can do with the people that we can't move? How do we how do we operate around that? There's a way, right? I mean, we want to know what the way, way. is. <laughs> like, you know, how, like how simple that is, Barry. <laughs> just, yeah, well, I'm just like, saying. Like, we listen. we constantly do this, right? That there yeah, is an yeah. actual you know, way. Listen, the last, the guy, you know, sitting on the outside and and you know having the pin. You know, the last guy has the pin in the hand. It's easy to come up with it, but yeah, the solutions are usually simple, but they're not easy. You know, to be fair to the guys over there really busting their hump and lifting and running and doing all that stuff. Yeah, it it it, it is simple, but it's not easy. And but, so it's really, it's that process of getting there that's everything, right? There's smart people in that building. and experienced people. I know what the heck's going on. Well, how much of it is, is identifying what working hard actually is? And you got to put well, air quotes around well, working that, hard. You, we always say ask a better question, get a better answer, right? So sometimes you can get caught asking the wrong question. Um, and then you come up with answers that don't really address the problems. Another little simple saying, I, I was just talking to another coach. It just comes up so much and has so many layers to it. It says the old saying that in football, there's X's and O's and there's Jimmy's and Joe's. Mm-hmm. Never draw an X or an O without thinking about a Jimmy or a Joe. Mm-hmm. The fact that this starts, this is a people business. And you've got to start with the individuals that you have. You have to start from a coaching standpoint, which we've talked about, right? The relationship part of it. And then 
in this case? You know, what is it that they can do? What is it that they can't do? Then I'll start throwing up X's and O's based on that. You know, versus here, I got this great plan. I got this great system. I have a great plan. And then, yeah, I got a great plan. You know, I got a a great lesson about that uh, one time from uh, a a really outstanding coach here. I had good fortune to work with for two years, uh, and I'm going to work with him next year. And I I came into him with this play. It's a standard NFL play. They call it Yankee. uh, It's a concept. You have a backside post. You have an over. The back swings out. Uh, just a three-level kind of horizontal stretch type deal. And uh, I said, Coach, you know, this is a great play. I was just thinking about offense, this guy here. And he, he goes, he took the thing from me. And he goes, let me show you a better play. And what he did was he redrew the play with the three options being our three best players. Right. Because that's a better play. Right. <laughs> oh. You know? So, that's so good. That is so right, like right, we would right. remember okay, so I can I can make a point here that we had a similar situation in Virginia and concepts that we'd run mesh concepts and we had never put those people in place to run said com uh, uh content. And and it was funny once you identified who was going to have to do the thing that you were going to ask players to do, like how important that was. Cause there are many times you go, what do we want to run here? And you go, well, yeah. it started with, we want to run this play. Then it be a bit. No, I need to get this player here. And that was right. when we knew we were in a better place. All right. It's St. Patrick's day. What are we eating? Uh, we, you know, it's funny. I had coddle, which we talked about before, uh, which is, Totally Irish, and by the way, for your listeners, there are a lot of people in Ireland who really don't know what corned beef and uh, corned beef is. Right. Beef is food, right. Right? right. So Dublin coddle, Dublin coddle is the dish. But recently, since I jumped the gun early, I made a pojate de garbanzo con chorizo, okay. which is um, here we go. A lot of good stuff starts off with this. About two tablespoons of olive oil. Okay. Uh, one medium, maybe a large onion in there, let it, you know, start to get soft and then throw in a couple cloves of garlic. Uh, you let that go and about a couple, three, four minutes just to get it soft on medium heat. And then, uh, fresh chorizo, uh, like Spanish chorizo, you want, if you can find it, you don't want it cured where you would slice it off and eat it like salami, but, uh, you let that in there, you slice off some pieces and you let that kind of salt take for a few minutes. Uh, you also have uh, one large potato and uh, about two and a half cups of, you can do the overnight thing, but two and a half cups of cooked garbanzo beans. Um, as that, that onion and garlic and chorizo mixer gets in, at a certain point, a teaspoon of sweet paprika, not the smoke, not the hot, but just the paprika. Stir that in really quickly. Don't let it go too long because it'll burn. You don't want it to burn. And then uh, in go the garbanzo beans and go the potatoes. And uh, you put about three cups of chicken broth in there. It's really good. You can use water, but broth would be better. And then uh, a bay leaf or two. Put the lid on it. Turn it up to, or turn it up to high. Let it boil. Put the lid on it. And then turn it down to simmer. Let it go for about 20 minutes uh, just until the potatoes get soft. Get a piece of crusty bread. Mm-hmm. And... It is a great stew that we had just the other day. Uh, it's potatoes. It's meat and potatoes, if you think about it, right? It's, it's onions, potatoes, 
chorizo, garbanzo beans, a little bay leaf, a little crusty bread, maybe something cold to drink. It's outstanding. <laughs> Everybody's hungry now. Thanks. Okay, B. I'll Appreciate be waiting it. for my delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Thompson delivers. All right, all right. Uh, bear, you know, Thompson eats. We got to start that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it'll work. We'll get that done. We'll get that done. BT, love you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy right. St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, kind sir. That's Barry Thompson, Fairfax Football Academy. We're toward the break. More music to set the mood. We'll do that when we come back. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 